There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Steve, AG. And guess what? I'm by myself. (laughs) Gee, what a shocker, right? Um, If it wasn't for Instagram, I'd forget what Busy's voice sounded like. (laughs) Uh, It is Wednesday, May 16th. Oh, my God. We're like halfway through May. It's almost summer. Uh, Busy was away at Upfronts this weekend and now is working on a new show called Camping. I think she's guest starring on it. It's a really awesome sounding show. It's got some great people on it like uh, Jennifer Garner and uh, my friends Brett Gelman and uh, Janixa Bravo. I actually can't wait to see it. Um, so yeah, she's working today. There's no way this was going to happen. And I am, I am, I swear to God, I am committed to to doing this regularly. If any of you follow me on my old podcast, my old podcast, it's still a podcast, uh, Steve A.G. uh, which is also here at Starburns Audio. Um, you'll know I do that one very infrequently. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to get motivated, especially with that podcast, because it's just me sitting and shooting the shit with somebody. There's no theme to it like there is with this one. This one is a theme that is just super close to my heart and um, means a lot to me. So it's been a lot easier for me to crank these out. Uh, even when busy isn't around, because it would be very, very easy for me to just not do this and wait until busy was available. But I think as time starts going on right now, especially with her talk show, um, she's not going to be as available. So um, here's to keeping this regular. <laughs> here's to keeping We're No Doctors and our bowel movements regular. I guess we should call this We're No Doctor. <laughs> I'm I mean obviously I'm no doctor, but I don't know. We'll just keep calling it the same thing. I am gonna call my friend David Dasmalchin in about fifteen minutes uh to talk. Um David is an actor who's been in a million things. You would recognize him from Ant Man, uh The Dark Knight, um if you watch the TV show MacGyver um, he's working a lot right now and, uh, is very quickly become one of my best friends in the past couple of years. And, um, it turns out a lifesaver. Um, I went to a wedding this weekend in, uh, Palm Springs, uh, for my friends, Dave and Autumn, they got married and, uh, they made a whole weekend out of it, which was awesome. It was out in Palm Springs. Usually, you know, if there is a localized wedding for my friends in LA, you just show up 
you know, at noon or whatever, go to the wedding, go to the reception in your home. It's like just half a day or whatever. Um, this was a whole weekend. Dave and Autumn uh, secured this house in Palm Springs that was 16 bedrooms. 16. One six. That is a lot of bedrooms. And um, a 16-car garage. It was insane. A huge p- a pool that would rival any hotel, like nice hotel. And um, so there were about 16 people in the wedding party. And so we all just, from Friday until Monday morning, all of us, who are all friends, by the way, to begin with, it wasn't like there were people in this wedding party who I was like, oh, I don't know them. What is that, his brother or... We all knew each other, and so it was kind of like a big chill weekend. For those of you millennials, the big chill was a a movie. That re- that revolved around a funeral, but <laughs> this revolved around a wedding, and it was really amazing. Um, But uh, so I go out to Palm Springs. I actually went out Thursday night and had a blast the whole time just hanging out with these people. And then um, the wedding was Saturday evening, and a lot more people came in for the wedding who weren't in the actual party, obviously. So it was about 150 people, and um, it's just a blast. And then Sunday, everyone kind of just chilled out, and we barbecued and swam, and so much fun. And then Sunday night, a bunch of us were, the herd kind of thinned out a little bit. You know, it was kind of more the core group of the friends. And uh, a bunch of us were sitting outside on these couches. And I went to stand up to go get some water and almost couldn't stand up because there was such a sharp shooting pain in my lower back. It was incredible. I know, I think one of the last, not the last time, but the time before, actually the last time I did a podcast with Busy a couple weeks ago, I was talking about my back pains. Um, this was the same general area, but it was 10 times worse easily. And, um, and it's right in the lower back. And it was one of those pains where if someone were to say, point to the paint, you couldn't pinpoint it. Like it was kind of a football size area of my lower back. And uh, once I stood up, I was okay just kind of bending over in certain positions, like to pick something up would be really difficult. And so I just went to bed. I was like, I I can probably just sleep this off. I'll take some Tylenol and go to sleep. And uh, had a hard time sleeping during the night and um, woke up the next morning and kind of just did uh, whatever they call it, an Irish goodbye or a French exit where you kind of just leave without saying saying anything to anybody because I was in so much pain. I didn't want to take half an hour to walk around saying goodbye to everyone. I wanted to just get home. And uh, I got in my car and probably drove for about 10 or 15 minutes. Wasn't even to the freeway yet. And all of a sudden, that same pain came back with a vengeance. Like so bad, I had to pull my car over my truck over uh, to a Rite Aid parking lot and I was going to go get some like Icy Hot and more Tylenol and one of those TENS units. Like if you know what a, I don't know if you know what that is. It's these little um, boxes and they hook up with wires to these um, 
electrode pads that you put on your skin and they send electricity in you to kind of stimulate uh, blood flow and uh, reduce inflammation. So I was like, I'm going to go and ride it and get one. I got into the parking lot. I quite literally could not stand up to get out of my truck. So I had to just lay down in the front of my truck for probably 15, 20 minutes. I, I didn't know what to do. I was sweating so bad from the pain. And um, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it back to L.A. I don't want to bother my friends who just got married, who everyone in the wedding party was leaving. And then they were going to a spa for two more days. And I was like, I, I can't bother them now. This is their time alone from everybody. And so um, I was like, I'm just going to find a doctor or a sports therapist or a chiropractor, just anything. I just need to get good enough to go back home, take out my phone, not enough reception to get maps, to get my Google maps or Apple maps to work. I couldn't get Yelp to open up because I had no reception, but I had one bar uh, of phone of cellular service, and um, I called uh, Dave Dasmalchen, who we're gonna we're gonna call up in a few minutes here, and um, <laughs> he had gone home with his wife Eve the night before, <laughs> because <laughs> Monday morning he had to be back here in L.A. to go <laughs> pick strawberries <laughs> at a strawberry patch. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, I guess it. Yeah. So, uh, so he was already back in LA and partially because I think Dave has kids now and he seems like one of my more responsible friends because most of my friends don't have kids, you know, I probably could have called busy as well. Actually. Um, I feel a lot better for some reason in emergencies calling my friends with kids because they're a little more level headed. Uh, so I called Dave and, um, he immediately just sprung into action. He's like, just hang tight. I'll, uh, I'll find somebody. And he called, he called me back and he's like, okay, there's this place in cathedral city. It's like 10 miles away from where I was. He's like, if you can get there, they had a cancellation. They can see you right now. And it was a, a, a chiropractor. And I have seen, I, I do have a chiropractor here in LA. Um, this place called the Rochford Clinic that was a game changer for me. I, I believe I've talked about this before. I'm not sure if you're new to the podcast. I'll talk about it now. I grew up, my father was a doctor. My mother uh, is a retired nurse. So there were a lot of people in the medical profession in my family. But my father, I just would always hear say, never, ever go to a chiropractor. Don't do it. Never, ever. They are all quacks. He's like, they specialize in manipulating your bones and muscles and joints to a place where you have to keep coming back for relief. Um, he's like, it's just a sucker's game. Don't go to a chiropractor. And so I never did. And then uh, about 10 years ago, uh, I was having such bad neck pain that... Um, I kept waiting it out and and thinking, oh my God, um, tomorrow it'll be better. I'll just keep it on ice. And for three days, I had a neck ache that was so bad that if I was laying down and wanted to sit up, I would have to put my hand, one of my hands under my head and actually pull my head up 
because I didn't have the neck strength to lift my head while I was sitting up. Uh, it was that bad. It hurt to turn it, you know, more than 45 degrees in either direction. And so, uh, I, Sarah Silverman, who I've been friends with since the late nineties, she's like, go to my chiropractor. I was like, I, I can't go to a chiropractor. She's like, please trust me. Go to this guy. He's a miracle worker. He's not a quack like a lot of chiropractors. He's, <clears throat> I believe, had a medical license too. He he has since passed away. But um, this is a guy who would like go and lecture at Harvard Medical School uh, on, on chiro, is it chiropractic? Is that <laughs> um he would go speak at medical school. He's like, he was like a renowned chiropractor, really good at what he did. And so I was in such pain at that point that I was like, I don't even care. And I went to this guy and within 15, 20 minutes, he had me. It's never a hundred percent at first, but 75% better by the time I left that room, I could lift my head again and turn it and was a little sore, you know, and still inflamed. But by the next day it was a lot, lot better. And, uh, so I was sold on this guy and it wasn't one of those things where you had to keep going back. Like he didn't, f you know, tweak my neck. So a week later I was like, Oh my God, it's, it's back. You know, he did it. I, ne I didn't see him again for two years and, uh, I would only see him about once a year. I never had to go back for return visits. Um, Unless it was like a really bad injury. There was like once or twice. Um, and I recommended so many people to this guy who were in the same boat as me. People who were like, I can't go to a chiropractor. And then who would go to him and be like, you were right. This guy was amazing. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, was eye-opening. And so I forget where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So... Um, yeah, this doctor, um, I only, he had, I once asked him, I go, how many patients do you have? And he, he said he had 3000 patients and he had to have that many because he didn't get a lot of return customers. Like he would fix someone and they wouldn't be back for like two years. And so he had like 3000 like patients. Did I say customers earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy a, a back adjustment. Um, so, uh, he was amazing. And, um, I, uh, you know, I hadn't been in like two years. And then a, a few weeks ago, my friend Liz was like complaining of neck issues. And I was like, you got to go see this guy. I gave her the number. She called me uh, like an hour or two later and said, your, uh, chiropractor passed away. I go, that, that's impossible. He's like in his fifties or like he was really young. She's like, and then I remembered the guy who started the clinic had died like 15 years ago. And I go, Oh no, you're, you're thinking of the guy that started the cl clinic. And she goes, no, your doctor is dead. And, uh, yeah, it turned, turned out, uh, he, he passed away, which really bums me out. But I went back into that clinic, uh, Monday and, so one of the other doctors who was just as capable, who I've actually been to before there, and she was wonderful. wonderful. But um, anyway, yeah, so going back to my back pain out in the desert, I was like, I, I can't make it home. So I called Dave, and Dave calls me back. He's like, these people can see you. Go 
go to him. And I was like, wow, I've never been to another chiropractor. And so I was nervous because of all the things my dad had told me. And even these chiropractors at the, it's called the Rochford Clinic, the one here in LA that I go to. The, the doctors I've been to there, the chiropractors are like, yeah, a lot of chiropractors are horrible and really don't know what they're doing. And it, it's really, it's bad for the actual, you know, the, the practice of chiropractic. <laughs> Anyway, so I go to this place and it was kind of a little rundown place. And I was, but they had like amazing Yelp reviews. And I was like, okay, I'll go in. And so this guy finally sees me and he's like, yeah, it's your SI joint. Your SI joint is where your sacroiliac is, which is like a tendon that is in the SI joint. And the SI joint is where your spine connects to your hip and um that can be become inflamed which in my case has probably became inflamed weeks ago which is why i've been having this back pain off and on but after a weekend of sleeping at this house with i it was just a super soft bed i had no uh support and um all the driving out to palm springs all the driving i was doing just really inflamed this this nerve so um, he's like, yeah, that's definitely where it is. He's like, I will stretch your lower back out enough and and uh, hopefully make it better enough for you to get back to L.A. at least and see a doctor tomorrow. So he did all these crazy stretches, which I never experienced that some seem just really weird and medieval. And I was like, I think this is probably what my father had been talking about. Just weird, like painful shit I was like this seems fucking wrong but I was able to get up a little bit easier I was still in a lot of pain and I I drove home and uh went to the Rochford clinic yesterday morning and uh the doctor saw me and she's like yeah it's definitely your your SI joint and I was like oh good she I, I told her this guy had me doing all these stretches and she's like what she goes this is like an acute injury. She's like, the last thing you should be doing is stretching it. <laughs> She's like, he probably just made it worse. She goes, you want to give it rest, you know, on, on a fairly fir firm surface, um, you know, sleep on your side with a pillow between your leg, keep ice on it. Um, and she did uh, this ultrasound therapy, you know, where they put this like ultrasound wand on your back and this cream and kind of, uh, break up the inflammation, which really, by the time I left her office, felt 50 to 60% better. It was great. I w wasn't in as much pain. And even today, I'm a lot better. And I'm going to go in tomorrow for one more follow-up with the ultrasound. Um, but yeah, so that was my back issues. And then I, I went right from her office yesterday to have my permanent crown put on. So hopefully I'm done with medic or dental shit for a while. Um, I do have a tooth that still needs to be extracted, but I, I found out, you know, not this past visit yesterday, but before that I've used up all of my goddamn medical or dental insurance. I think with the SAG dental insurance that I have, which is like great dental insurance, it covers $2,500 worth of procedures a year. 
and I am in what May and I've already surpassed that with a root canal and another crown that I had put on earlier. And, um, yeah, so now I have to have this. In, in fact, I went in for my permanent crown yesterday. I uh, had to pay out of pocket, which was like 580 bucks, which I don't have a lot of money. I work, but not that much. <laughs> so now I have to have this tooth extraction and I'm hoping that we can do something to wait until <laughs> till next year. <laughs> Although that just can't be right. Anyway, that's where I'm at with all my medical stuff. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's ad time, and we've got a new sponsor, Quip. Uh, the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brushes on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? Uh, for starters, Quip is an electronic toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I honestly didn't know you were supposed to brush for two minutes. I'm in and out way too quick, which is probably why I've been at the dentist so often. Uh, next Quip's subscription plans are for your health not just your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Um, that's the other thing. I didn't know you are supposed to sw switch brush heads or brushes every three months. To be honest, in the past, I have been only switching toothbrushes when after I've been sick. Which is probably a good idea. You have the flu. You don't want to uh, keep using the same brush. <laughs> but as someone who's not sick all the time, I go for way longer than three months without changing uh, toothbrush heads. So now you know. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Which hopefully for most of us is everywhere we go. <laughs> And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. Honestly, this should be the top talking point. If you're on Oprah's O-List, this should be the top talking point. Uh, they were also named one of Time's Best Inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Association. There, I got it out. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists, hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Okay, Quip starts at just $25, and if you get to quip.com slash nodocs, that's N-O-D-O-C-S, right now you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash nodocs. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash no docs. Check them out. And now back to the show. I'm going to call Dave Dasmalchin. Uh, he's waiting. I told him I'd call him in about 20 minutes. It's been 20 minutes. So let's give Dave a call. Um, here we go. I hope he's got reception.
Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? Hi. How are you? Can you hear me all right? I hear you great. Can you hear me? Yeah, I actually hear you better than when I was talking to you on the phone earlier today. Yeah, I went over to the um, the voiceover recording studio and set up a special booth so that when you called my... Um, my session would be especially professional sounding. Oh my God. The Camry. I'm in the Camry. Oh, uh, well, it sounds awesome. Don't, don't, wherever you are, don't drive or move anywhere. (laughs) I'm just sitting, sitting in the air conditioning. So I've, I've just finished, I've just recorded about 15 to 20 minutes. And, uh, I talked about my back injury and how you basically saved my drive home from a strawberry patch. (laughs) By the way, yeah. how how was the strawberry pickings? They were so good. They are so good still. They're still like um like we each got a little clamshell full, you know? And um it's so easy, man. They like they drop you off right in the middle of where all of the good ones are and then you just you know, cuz you got little kids with you. So you don't we 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 walked all of like 20 feet the whole time, you know? And they were like Oh, man. And they're like, you know, you should wash these. The lady was like, you should probably wash these. But, yeah. like, she was like, I usually eat about 50 a day, like, right off the vine. So just You can't do I, that. She was like, I've been doing this. They're not an organic farm, but they don't use any pesticides. They use, um, they use um, like, ladybugs or something, some kind of bug to, like, kill uh, mites or whatever. So they don't technically have any chemicals that are sprayed onto their plant so we ate we ate i ate like a couple of them right off the thing but then i got paranoid and waited until i got home but Uh, they were really good dude (laughs) i know i know um i i my sister i want to say my sister is allergic to strawberries because my mom when we were little kids brought like a flat a whole flat of strawberries home from the store when they were in season this was back when food was in season now it's like genetically everything is in season all year round you know of course yeah yeah but my sister ate like half of the flat of strawberries she was a little kid and they were sweet and now now she's allergic to strawberries because of that because of that reason yeah yeah well you're really when you have little kids you're you you develop at least i did because i can be kind of a hypochondriac about different things and and with my kids in particular, I got like especially sensitive to all these fears they put into you about um, allergies and like, you know, you, you can't yeah. give your kids a lot of different things before they're one years old because if they do happen to have the allergy, they're um, could be really, you know, lethal or very dangerous. And, you right. know, we've had this ongoing bee issue on the side of the house. I'm always afraid that like, the kids will get stung by a bee and like, I won't be prepared with like the necessary EpiPen and they're going to turn into Martin Short from that movie uh, <laughs> with Danny Glover. And I'm going to just be like, oh my God. But actually Arlo's been stung and he lived. Eve and I have been stung. So Penny's the last one left. Uh, yeah, I forgot when you moved into your house, you had like, it was infested with bees. Yeah, James had the same thing. Did you see that? Like we had no. a four foot hive in our in between the wall of my attic and the roof on the north side of the house and it was something that the seller assured us there was no bee problem even though one of the neighbors had said to me like i think you guys have a bee problem and then sure enough i called this like 
ethical, uh, whatever the word is for it, B guy who came and like brought out his heat sensors and found a four foot hive in within the walls. It was out of a sci-fi horror. It was amazing. He just, he had an app on his phone that he like was walking along the wall, talking to me. And all of a sudden he was like, there they are. And you could see them through the wall. Like it was massive. I'll send you the video. It's like insane, man. How do you, and they they keep coming back because their pheromones are so intense. Oh yeah. That is such a way that they communicate. So, the, the the roadmap left behind that leads to my attic. I've had at least a half a dozen colonies try to set up <laughs> camp here since. And I've had to like seal off all the eaves and entrances to the house and um and, and, and they, they he vacuumed out with this like amazing contraption. He vacuumed out the hive, yeah. all the living bees. Oh, I would say a couple hundred died in the process, but he saved the entire colony. Wow. Extracted all the honeycomb. And then he, you know, he took it all up to some farm somewhere. So even if, because I know the the bees tend to just follow the queen, even when they get the queen out, they still will come back to that place. Well, I, I think what has happened in the time since that colony has moved on once everybody, the queen, et cetera, got extracted. But I think, that new colonies setting up like they're 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 like scouts that go out looking for a new place to like set up they're squatters the reason they, yeah they're squatters they see that like somebody had a nice setup before oh my god i'm watching a hawk out my window he just caught this beautiful little bird that is nature is happening in front of my eyes nature is so horrifying it's ironic that we're talking about your like medical stuff i'm watching this hawk just devour oh god nature is cruel nature is so cruel it's horrible this beautiful little and there's another little bird just watching it it's probably his mom oh my god it's the cycle of life dude it is it is it is grotesque man i know all about that Um, that's so weird because i just tweeted yesterday that like Yesterday, three different people who I follow on Instagram all posted photos of dead birds that they found in their neighborhood. Here's number four. Well, I didn't. I I, I just watched one murdered, murdered in front of me. Well, that that's that's the natural food chain, though. It wasn't. I mean, You're that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? One time we we came out in front of our house and we found a pigeon body with no head. Oh, and it was like. Right after we moved into the house, and I was like, oh, my gosh, did we, like, wrong someone? And they're like, there's a threat. Like, it was so blatantly, like, just splayed out in front of us on on our driveway. There's this pigeon. And then Eve was like, oh, my God, it's somebody's pet. And I looked, and sure enough, it had a um, a little cuff, a little bracelet with a number and a code on it. And it was like a homing pigeon. And... So I went online and I like Googled it and I found, and it was somebody from like, I swear to God, New Mexico, like who raised um, pigeons. And it was one of their, one of their pigeons. But I still don't know why its head got removed from its body or why it was laid out in front of my house. I've never gotten to the bottom of that mystery. When I was in college, uh, I went to a few different colleges. I, I spent one year up at this college in Nap, north of Napa Valley, <clears throat> up in the woods. Uh, I really went there because I just wanted a place to go 
rock climbing in my spare time and mountain biking. It's back when I was a huge outdoorsman. And um, one morning, we woke up and up in the back parking lot behind the dorm, someone had put 23 dead squirrels. They had, they had all been shot with a shotgun. These, there were, the parking lot was full of dead squirrels. No one could fucking figure this shit out. And then, um, uh, about a month or two later, someone put a dead goose also shot with a fucking shotgun on the hood of somebody's car. In the parking what? lot. Yes. There was like a what? fucking... It's a person... These are like the early signs of like serial killers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, did Belinda go to your college? That's insane. <laughs> no, but this Just was... kidding. This college... Oh, dude, that scares the crap out of me. That kind of stuff is... Um, no, no. Those it was, are the Dahmer stories like you yeah. hear about the, uh, the animal harming. And um, I, went to, I went to elementary school with a kid who... who who, who did the like the firecrackers on animals thing? And that, oh, that always God damn! Me, you know, like frogs and stuff. And it, it like sounded funny when you first heard about it. You know, he'd like tell you about it, and you're like, "Oh, crazy!" Because like I did that with my like you know Cobra Commander or like you yeah, know, your like, action you figures. And then you like go. He's like, C- "Come over," and we'll. And then like I got scared because I was like, "Actually, I don't. I don't actually really want to see." somebody do that you know? yeah that's um, that's the sound i like cried when i was at boy scout camp and somebody put a lit cigarette in the mouth of a turtle and the turtle like wouldn't let it go and the smoke was like going in its mouth i was like i was very upset by that because i thought that <laughs> i thought the turtle was gonna get lung cancer the, the cigarette these are all signs of sociopaths yeah yeah if yeah. you if you um, can't empathize with an animal that's suffering, like there's something you. seriously wrong with you. Yeah. Can I curse, by the way? Fuck yeah. Oh good. Fuck it. Fucking fuck those fuckers. No, um, but this how's your, how's your back? It's okay. I was gonna say this that college that I went to was also um up near Lake Berryessa, which if you saw the movie Zodiac or read have read about the Zodiac killer, the the lake is where he um he attacked that couple that was out having a picnic by the lake, and, and one of them got away. That see that yeah no I yeah I'm very familiar with it. That stuff terrible. He's 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 probably dead now, but um yeah he's out there. I uh, <laughs> he's out there. I, he's out there. Um, I uh, I was worried about you. How how are you feeling? Are you good? I'm a lot better. I was I was saying that um, once I got back to my chiropractor, uh, everything was okay. And you know this this is a problem that's been ongoing for a few weeks. This lower back problem, and I've been going to my acupuncturist, which is amazing. They're amazing for pain management, uh, but I don't know if you know. Sometimes I don't know if that actually cures the actual problem. I mean. Right. Obviously, since I've still been having the back pain, but I can go to an acupunct my acupuncturist and immediately walk out of there with zero pain. But do you uh, feel like when you go to your chiropractor that you do you ever feel like they're just like 
shooting in the dark sometimes. Like, have you ever felt like your acupuncture, like, I mean, not acupuncture, your chiropractor is like, like, I, I know it's a, there's a science to it. And I absolutely have been like saved by a chiropractor, but sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I feel like they just try, like, they're just like, it's like they took a wrench and they're just kind of tapping on the engine in different parts of it. And then all of a sudden it goes, and they're like, yeah, well, that's because the 4.3 and the uh, over on the side of the 12. Because, like, I swear, man, the back, my back mind issues are so intertwined Mm -hmm. that for me to believe I was, like, holistically, like, or, like, not holistically, like, completely um, diagnosed and, and, and healed, I believe I would have to have my psychiatrist, my chiropractor, my internal is and, and like probably like my spiritual advisor all sitting in the same room. Cause I think I, I, I swear to God, it's like, it's so crazy with those times when mine have gone so south so fast. Well, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, mentally stress does not help your back at all. You know, it, it causes you to clench up your muscles and hunch your shoulders. And so stress definitely right. plays a part in it. But yeah, I was saying that, you know, before I called you that my dad, who was a doctor, was always like, never go to a chiropractor <laughs> uh, because of the reason you just mentioned. But um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, we go. Yeah, I still go. And I go when I and like, I don't go to my regular doctor. if My back is totally effed. Like I call the chiropractor you know yeah and my my chiropractor is you said she's amazing right amazing you know her and the guy who who was there before her like they they lecture at actual medical schools they're not like some guy in palm desert who my friend dave recommended me to (laughs) (laughs) so so here i am in the middle let's rewind yesterday i'm in the middle of a fucking strawberry field with my four-year-old's preschool field trip which we had just gotten back from a sleepless weekend in indian wells at our wedding getting like you know no rest and i'm like just crusty and tired and like didn't put sunblock on we're in the middle of a field i'm already feeling dirt everywhere (laughs) and um eve is like oh eve was over it before we got in the car like she was ready to take a nap before we got in the 45 minute drive out to underwood farms which is a lovely place um but we're standing out there so you called and i could tell by your voice that like you this is serious and so i get on yelp and it's ridiculous how many people I called who, like, I expressed, like, the dire nature of this situation. Like, this is an emergency. I, I didn't, like, pull any punches. I was like, my friend is probably may ne- may never walk again. Like, my friend is, <laughs> is dying. And, hey, but, you know, it's like, well, I've got something Friday. I was like, it's Monday. And then, and then, and then a lot of them went straight to voicemail, two of them. Because I just went down the row, by the way, on Yelp. Like, it was the order of best reviewed. By the way, you got into number six. Oh, wow. Um, So number six, out of, like, a lot, by the way. So six was pretty high. I think they had four and a half stars. Yeah. um, Like, 20 reviews. But, but, but like, two of them, their voice message are like, this is Dr. Gene Jamesum, and I am out of the office today. Our office hours are Tuesdays from 2.30 to 4.15. Thursdays on Ugh. five o'clock eight p.m. The third Friday 
of every lunar like what like these most bizarre and 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 all but one went straight to voicemail and the one that did answer she goes yeah she was like i got something on friday i was like well he can't walk right like he is it's an emergency yeah he's stuck in his truck can you recommend somebody else? Like, can you, this is an emergency. Can you help me out here? I'm just asking from like one human being to another. And she goes, well, we just opened the office. I don't know anybody here. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Bye. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, man. Well, thank God. Thank God. Thank God you're alive. Thank God. I well, saved your life. I, I was also saying how, like, you were one of the first people. You actually were the first person I thought to call, mainly because you have kids, and I feel like you're more responsible in an emergency. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel uh, like I've become more responsible in an emergency, but I think you should make sure and always have Eve's number on hand because she's the person that you could totally count on. Because, like, I... <laughs> Um, I, th- I think I've come a long way, but yeah, I, uh, well, thanks. I'm glad you thought of me. I'm glad that we were able to help. Um, she though is clutching that stuff. And that was what was so hard about when, when she was going through, um, whenever she's been sick or whenever she, like when she was having a baby, that was really hard because I am like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I fall apart when she can't do stuff, but like, um, I mean, just like one, I was thinking about this because um, I, I was going to, I was going to talk to you and I was thinking about like, oh my God, well, there's so many times where I've like diagnosed stuff um, because I just knew what was wrong with her or like I knew it was wrong. There's something, some emergency wrong with her pregnancy or the baby because now we've had two kids and both yeah. times I had a number of occurrences, but like, you know, one that was really scary. Have you ever had a, um, have you ever had like major surgery? Have you ever been in for like a major I had my, surgery of any kind? Yeah, I had my appendix out. Appendix, right? And you had some stones taken out of your dick. I guess that's not major surgery. Though. No, I did those on my own too. You did that right, right with the straw. Um, <laughs> you soak, soak it on a tub and get one of those those coffee mate straws. Yes. Um, no, but when she got her epidural, one of my nightmare stories that I just it blew my mind. It was so horrifying. Like. For the second baby for penny they went to do her epidural and the guy that came in to do it who was the uh anesthesiologist mm-hmm. um you know it's a horrifying thing to witness an epidural like watching someone slide a very long you know thread-like needle into somebody's spine is Ugh. just it's grotesque and they put the like they put the like um you know, the, the, the sanitary, like the thing that they put in a surgical uh, table down where there's just the, the like circle cut out in the middle, which is the oh, place yeah. where they're going to push it. And then they sl- they slab all the, 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 the uh, iodine all over it. Yeah. And then and then the, they start threading the needle in. Well, <laughs> the guy, the guy who's like, hey, doctor, are they doctors? I think they're doctors. Like, hey, so-and-so, whatever. <laughs> Yes, they're doctors. He was training somebody. No. He had had this guy, Glenn, who looked like the shakiest gun in the West. The guy looked like so (laughs) nervous and didn't seem like he he had his shit together. And and definitely, I feel like it was the first time he did in that scenario. And we had a pretty chill room. Like, there was no crazy emergencies. Nothing (laughs) shitty was going on. And they're threading the thing in. Ugh. And then 
he had so many moments where he was like, oh, oh. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Oh. And and then, so then it's done finally. And I, I just didn't trust the situation at all. I didn't, I, ex- I expressed my displeasure with the fact that I felt like we were getting like the, tr- the training round and they assured yeah. us that it was fine. Yeah. And then Eve like lays down and I'm like already Googling, <laughs> Googling like Google is my enemy when I'm in, in those scenarios. Um, everybody's. It's everybody's. I know, but I'm Googling like, you know, like epidurals gone bad or whatever. <laughs> epidurals gone and bad. Eve, I think we have a title for our episode. <laughs> so the, the, if you know my wife, you know that she has very big eyes like she's got a she's got these big beautiful eyes oh yeah she's so, got great eyes yeah great big eyes so she rolls over and looks at me about 20 minutes after the epidural and i'm not kidding one of her pupils is like when i dropped lsd in college like it was so big that it was bigger than the like the pupil was as big as the as the as the colored part of the eye you know like her, her boy, she's got bright lips. So the one, one eye looks black, like there's no blue. The other one is like a pinhole, right? It's like uh. it's like it's the creepiest, weirdest looking thing you've ever. So she looked like Marilyn Manson. She looked like she looked like somebody that got one of those goth like contact lens sets yes. in college and yes. lost one of them. Like, uh, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that episode of? Um, of, of uh, Silicon Valley where Gilfoyle couldn't find his glasses and he's wearing those contacts. It was like that, except she only had one of them in. So uh. so I was horrified. I called our doctor. By the way, our doctor, who we've had for years now, I mean, Eve's, Eve's OBGYN, who was supposed to deliver the baby, who delivered Arlo and was supposed to deliver the baby. When we called her to say we're on the way we're having the baby we're going to the hospital she was like i'm out of town so we had another doctor who ended up being fine but came in like uh. met before luckily he was the guy who had been her when she was a resident he was like her mentor or whatever so we right. were happy with that it was lovely but um but you know i called dr regina on vacation i called the doc her mentor um dr huxtable or whatever i called all <laughs> who we could get in you know touch with i was furious and they kept assuring me like oh it's fine but i you know they act a little weird when they come and they look at her eyes like oh we should call uh, we should call Soda. in the end it, it, it ended up being fine but if you google that shit it says like oh that could be like they could have damaged a nerve they oh and, and and don't forget right before you do the epidural they pull out that you know it's like okay you're in massive pain now but you want right. this thing that's going to take that pain away, right? Yeah. Right. Sign the most ridiculous waiver that you'll ever. It's like a, it's like signing a waiver that's you know like like you you can do no wrong. Like no when, matter what happens, and when you're in so much pain that you'll sign anything, you will sign anything. You know, yeah. if I had said to Eve like I need to call the lawyer and have him look at this, she would have probably like ripped one of my nuts if not both of them off because she didn't need them anymore because after we had the second child she was you know fairly she is she is she's resolute that we're not having any more um any more children (laughs) biologically so she probably would have ripped one if not both off but um 
I mean, I'm sure, I think you've, you've probably talked about like childbearing stuff on this show right? to some degree, but like, it's, it's, it's the worst, man. It's the, it's the absolute, every, 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 every stage of it, ex- up until like the, the actual, like having the thing. And then, you know, I just get to <laughs> the hold thing. It yeah. Like the, like, thing. Like, <laughs> the person who has to carry it around and like shove it out just lays there like of course they're crying and they're happy because there's this beautiful little thing that they get but it's like they're just busted and miserable for like weeks after too of course longer than that that's traumatic man i just get to grab it clean it up take pictures and no it's (laughs) it's miserable it's a horrible horrible thing and uh if they told you the truth about it no one would do it i swear to god Uh, I, I can't even, uh, I can't foresee myself going through that ever as a, hu- yeah, yeah. as a husband or, you know, father, birth a child, but yeah, <laughs> to be there in, and when you love that person, it's doing it with you, you know, you're trying your, your best to like, you know, em- empathize and, and take on as much as you can, but you just, you're, you're, you're pretty useless other than just, Hey, good job. You're doing great. You're doing great. Remember the, you know, shut the fuck up. Like it's so, you're so useless. Um, it's yeah, we, we didn't have a lot of luck with any of that stuff either. Like, I mean, when Arlo was born, it was, that was, that was, that was terrifying. It was the worst. We went, we went to the hospital and Eve was just like, again, like if you know what my wife looks like, she looks like a toothpick. She's yeah. so teeny tiny. Right. And she's yeah. this little person. She was just expanding the morning that Arlo was born. Like her feet all of a sudden looked like, um, Fred Flintstone, her body, like her face, everything was just starting to like, and like with such, in such a rapid way. That it was like trippy, you know. Like I remember driving her to. Well, I drove her to. We just went for a regular doctor's check the morning Arlo was born. Doctor Regina, whose office happens to be across from Cedar Sinai, where we had the kids delivered. But we're at her office for like a checkup. No contractions, no nothing. And the doctor was like, um, "We're go gonna home. go across." No, she said, "We're going to the hospital now." Uh. And we're like, "Oh yeah, but we got to get like our." medicine ball and our candles and our music and we're gonna dance <laughs> it's gonna be this beautiful that we practiced all these like things we were gonna do and she was like no you're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go now and like you can just tell when their tone shifts yeah you know what I mean? yeah it's like, serious yeah and she was always a very serious she always has been a very serious doctor she's never like a jokey kind of like silly doctor she's a very pretty serious to the point doctor no <laughs> bullshit i like her a lot but her my spider sense and eve's as well like we just knew something was up so like we go right across the street to cedars they took her right into a room and the next thing you know she was like hooked up to all of this stuff and um what happened was she was going into um a condition called preeclampsia and her blood pressure was starting to go and it wasn't starting to, it had gone off the rails. And it one, you know, Eve normally hangs around 120 over 70, right? And she was like 160 over over 90, 170 over 90. And it was increasing by the second. And I felt so fucking helpless because I was like, 
dude, like we were supposed to be dancing and like using our vision board and like listening <laughs> no, to No, like, there's no dancing. Like, yeah, I, I was like, where's my boombox and my Enya? And, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden it was everything we said that, that Eve had said she didn't want. Like she was hooked up to all these, this, this, this machinery and like, and, and, and she literally got to like, her blood pressure was like 200 over what I think, yeah and they and they were saying the whole like the whole room was full do you know what i mean like Whoa. i was being pushed back right um, and they went to work on her and they it, it was a long process um God, I, I like hate even like I can't put myself there mentally right now, like remembering what that was like. But, what was like, this? What's it called again? Proclampsia. Pre preclampsia. P r e c l a m p p s i a. And um, and they um, they 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 had to induce her labor. Yeah. Um, they used pitocin, and they had to um, um, I gotta look it up now, but the 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 the, um, the medications that they have to put into you know her body in, as well as prepping her with a um, epidural and um, you know just getting her her ready to to force you know delivery of a baby and also to get her blood pressure under control there right. was like there was an hour there Steve where I where like Eve was not like with me I mean she was like totally in another place it was the it was right it was horrifying and um and then they finally you know like got it under control and um and then we were just like laying there waiting until like the preeclampsia i mean not the, the um the pitocin got really kicked in and that and it started you know labor came like maybe four or five hours later it's the middle of the night um and then she started to have the baby and they're like okay and the, the, the great thing about about arlo's birth all that horror once that was behind us yeah and then he went into delivery was like 10 minutes of pushing and the baby came oh my god that's wow whole, that's a whole other podcast because the, the horror of like seeing like the <laughs> the beautiful gore of like birth oh, man. the beautiful it's, gore you never you'll never I, I actually I, I, I always think that Arlo was the first child I saw born that's not true I helped get my sister to the hospital when I was in high school. And Whoa. I remember um, as like a as like a teenager, I think my my girlfriend was there with me and it was like there was no better temporary birth control than seeing like childbirth in 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 real time and <laughs> and, and and the amount of like <laughs> <laughs> like shit everything comes out man yeah yeah everything it's they they just roll out the butcher paper on the floor and it's just some industrial fucking <laughs> thick stuff that can take it all because everything comes out onto that thing it's just disgusting like oh my god I'd love to see somebody slip and fall in that shit. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. By the way, talk about feeling helpless as a dude. Like, it's so weird. I can deal with any emergency, especially with strangers. Um, 
the second, like, I remember I had a girlfriend in college and she, she just had her tonsils out and I was in the recovery room when she came out and she was like still coming to, and she was just like, and she could barely talk. And I, I almost passed out just from the trauma of seeing my girlfriend so helpless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was just a tonsillectomy. <laughs> yeah, I I felt I was raised in like a really, you know, religious, you know, kind of environment and upbringing. And um, in my house, at least, and in my community and where I lived in Kansas City, it was pretty pretty evangelical kind of place. And so, like you know, teenage sex was, was already like something you're really like ashamed of, but my high school girlfriend got pregnant and I'll never forget the, um, a like processing all that guilt and shame over like having to like tell my family, but also then her going through the guilt that I felt over being like, okay, a, what are we going to do? I'm like 16 and I have no no clue how to process this. Yeah. No one to talk. The the, 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 like the, the, the incredible like place that teachers have played played in my life. Mm-hmm. It was actually like I'll never forget my, my 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 speech coach and my wrestling coach Kathy Wood and, and and Joel Rios were two people I went to and talked to because I didn't know who to turn to. But you know it was like okay. Now I got to figure out where do we go to take care of this and, and how are we going to, um, what are we going to do? And then the decision was kind of made for us because we thought that she had had a miscarriage. And again, 16 years old and watching somebody that you care, I, I loved at that point, yeah. you know, my, my yeah. first love, like going through that very traumatic, like, kind of experience and and not doing it we didn't do it all like the right way it wasn't like totally thorough checks and everything it was like oh this thing is gone now because now there's bleeding or whatever so it's like oh but it's horrible and crying and and i just i just felt like what so useless you know and then a couple of weeks maybe a month later she like collapsed in pain she was having so much pain and I we I thought it was like appendicitis, and it turned out she had, she was it, having an ectopic pregnancy, which means that the the um, the embryo had taken root in the fallopian tube. It had not like gone all the way to the uterus. So it was like in the tube, starting uh, to grow, which uh, can kill a person if it's not dealt with. So right. we had to go in for like emergency surgery. Oh my god. And again, coming from, you know, a family that really didn't know or on my side support her family was like all there and very, um, you know, like yeah. support. I mean, they, they hated me, but they were like, at least, Obviously. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, say you're the one to blame, which already not, not like I didn't already blame myself for all of this, but then like, sure. They're judging eyes. Um, oh yeah, man. And that was, um, the lead, the, I was talking about this with Eve. Um, because that was a debt that I paid for a very long time. St. Joseph's Hospital, I used to write a check every month because there was some weird thing with her stepdad's insurance or like the amount that it wasn't covered because of her, the way that maybe, I I don't remember how how it all worked out. Needless to say, I got, I thought it was only fair that since she had to be the one that had to, this horrible thing happen to her physically that like, 
I should pay for it, you know, financially. Yeah. Little did I know at 16 years of age, like, like what kind of money that was going to be. You oh, know? yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just would send them, like, a money order every month um, or a check. And uh, it's crazy. It took a long time. Ugh. Crazy. Crazy. So crazy. Um, well, oh, boy, God. things. I hope, my, I hope my kids use birth control. God. Things really took a uplifting turn on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we went from a strawberry patch to uh, emergency surgeries, and yeah, well, that's what I'm good for, you know, <laughs> bringing it down. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you, as always. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you back on when Busy's here, maybe to talk about something. <laughs> Another. You you're you are never at a loss for stories ever. You know what we need to talk about, Stephen, is mm. our um because we're both pretty big guys mm -hmm. and I think that it's 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 such a specific and different experience for us to go through oral surgery with both our size and all of the like oh, yeah. issues. And I know you've talked about your teeth before but i like i think that like there's a lot of like shared history there um yeah I mean, if you look through our texting history yes i feel like one third of our tech and we text quite a bit yeah. one third of our texting history is probably photographs of one or the other of us in a dental in chair. The chair in the chair with like the the, the the rubber straps over our mouths yeah yep it's it's good to have someone to go through that with <laughs> On that note, I'm going to go have a Mr. Good bar now. I'm going to have a candy bar. All right. Well, say hi to the kids for me and yeah. Eve. And uh, thanks again for uh, getting me in, in touch with a, a mediocre uh, doctor. <laughs> any, any, anytime. 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 Right. And I mean that. All right. Hey, man. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. <sighs> um. Sorry, I'm trying to untangle myself here. Uh, well, that was the the wonderful Dave Dasmalchen, uh, who you can see in the upcoming uh, Ant-Man movie. Ant-Man and the Wasp? Is that what it's... Oh, boy. Ant-Man 2. Let's call it Ant-Man 2. Dave's in the new Ant-Man. He was in the last Ant-Man. Um, and you can follow Dave. Boy. Let me pull... Fuck. Just causing all sorts of problems here. Um, well, that's a horrible noise. Okay, it stopped. Um, wow, that, I, I have to cut that out. And then when you guys actually do listen to this, you'll be like, what noise? I don't hear a noise. Um, follow Dave on uh, Instagram. I think it's... Just Dast Malchin, and it's spelled D-A-S-T-M-A-L-C-H-I-A-N, Dast Malchian. And, uh, yeah, he's a good uh, Instagrammer. A lot of cute photos of his kids. Um, and uh, a hell of a guy. Great guy to have on your side, folks. And uh, you as well are great people to have on my side. And to continue listening to these, even when Busy cannot be here, 
busy if you listen to this. Um, I hope you had a good day of shooting, and I hope things are going well with uh, getting this talk show underway. And um, hopefully, <laughs> hope, hope, hopefully we have busy back next week. Um, things may get a little busy for me over the summer. I, I just booked a recurring part on a new uh, TV show that Genji Cohen is producing. Genji from uh, creator of Orange is the New Black. Um, so... That was good Good news. I got that yesterday afternoon, and um, I'll have more info for you guys as that develops. Uh, I think we start shooting in June, and um, I'm very excited. Working, I'm going to be working with some awesome people, and uh, I'm going to keep doing these guys, like it or not. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening, Dave. Thanks for doing this, and um, I hope you guys have a safe Happy week and weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>